Hello everyone, welcome to Ubi Est Mia. My name is Brennan Weatherby. Ubi Est Mia is a show about Chicago featuring former Chicagoans. This episode is with Zach Peterson. Zach Peterson currently resides in Omaha, Nebraska after spending a few tours in Chicago. Uh, Zach is a comic. You can find him online at ZachPetersonComedy.com. He's a very funny man, and I'm glad I know him. I think this episode is one of our... Um, not lighter. How about that? Not as light as some of the other episodes. So I'm glad that Zach took time to speak with us. Uh, I'm glad that he did it. It's a good show. Uh, without further ado, here's Zach Peterson. What initially brought you to Chicago? Uh, I was married and, uh, my ex-wife got in grad school at Medill, the journalist part of, uh, Northwestern. And I went with her, lived in the married dorms for a few years. Yeah, and that's what brought me there. How was living in the married dorms? It was fine. It was a little bit cramped. I mean, a little bit smaller, but it was like just a small one-bedroom apartment. Um, pretty chill. I, I mean, it was all married folks, so there wasn't any parties or anything going on. Most people in their 30s. Uh, quiet, just smaller than normal. And also, like, uh, you had... Uh, a some sort of authority like an RA like you know if you can't smoke weed in your uh dorm room okay that was the only difference could you smoke cigarettes no okay but neither of us smoked uh cigarettes understood, so understood. that wasn't a problem okay so okay so what year is this this is 2012 started January 1st 2012 Okay, so I did not know you at the time. I think I met you in 20, 2014. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2013, 2014, around that. So I met you the first time when you came to D.C. Well, you were on a tour with <laughs> mutual friend Stephanie Haas. And yep. I think at this point you were separated or divorced? I was um, oh, separated. I wasn't fully divorced. Uh, but that was just, you know, that's just a legal distinction from, sure. uh, but you know, we were, we were done now. Do you, we don't have to get into why that marriage ended, but it ended and you were no longer living in a, in a dorm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely ended. Oh, we actually moved out of the dorm together cause uh, we made the decision that we were going to stay in Omaha, uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got the apartment, and then probably about three weeks after we got an apartment in Logan Square, uh, she decided that, oh, we decided that uh, the marriage should no longer happen, so she went to Missouri for a while. Okay. Now. Uh, where, where her family is from, and then I was stuck with the apartment, and then our good friend Kevin Brody moved in. Now, um, I... At the time, Logan Square was, it still is, like a very great neighborhood. So this is like 2013, 2014? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be 13 or 14. Yeah, I don't know exactly when. If you didn't sign that lease, would you have stayed in Chicago? I believe so. Okay. I was sort of wrapped up so much in uh, in comedy and stand-up at the time that mm -hmm. it was sort of just that was all I really was going on. It was going on with me was just staying up in Chicago and yeah, in the fathom to go back to uh, Omaha at that point. Now, you didn't stay in Chicago forever because, well, we both love that city. It's very difficult to make it 
your full-time job just doing stand-up or just doing comedy in general like yes. it's possible but it's pretty rare yes so where do you go after chicago why do you leave a place well, we both love um i went in 2016 i moved to los angeles because that's the quote-unquote next logical step for mm-hmm. a stand-up comedian and i was there for a year <laughs> and i uh I, I, I moved back to Chicago uh, when I was there. The reason I, I moved was for stand-up and also relationship. Both didn't go well. Sure. And then I, uh, and then I, I sort of got sucked into this full-time job where I was working like you know sixty hours a week, and I wasn't able to do stand-up at all. And I was just like, you know, this sort of sucks. I didn't come here to you know get a four hundred one k. I came here to do stand-up, so I moved back to Chicago so I could go do comedy. Uh, actually, focus on comedy while living a decent life. Um, and then I came back there for a year. So at and this now, point, we're 2016 L.A., 2017 Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yep. And you said you were in L.A. for a year and then Chicago for a year. Why did you leave yes. Chicago after only a year? Um, well, my mom died. <laughs> and I, uh, I, got, I, I was uh, put in charge or put myself in charge of taking care of the house and taking care of uh, the family that still lived here because my mom was always the caretaker for the rest of the family, you know, uh, for her parents and, uh, you know, for, uh, my siblings. And so it was definitely a vacuum. I, I feel more than happy with fulfilling. Uh, and so now I, uh, I live in Omaha now. <laughs> and I mean, uh, like I would, I would have more information on what I actually do here, but it's been about two, three weeks. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing here. So let's set up some... For the people that don't know Zach and are listening, number one, thank you. And uh, let, let's give people some basic knowledge about everything that we've just mentioned. Number one, stand-up comedy is not an easy life, but it is doable. It is not an impossible yeah. dream. It is not like getting cast in a movie. Uh, you could, you literally all you have to do is get up on stage and be good. Now, Zach, from the first time I saw him to the most recent time I saw him, has gotten progressively better each and every time and based on your bookings it's clear that you are a better comic than you were when i first met you is that fair to say i i certainly hope so absolutely (laughs) in the last five years since we've met you have seemingly produced very consistent shows you've produced consistent shows and you've appeared with other good comics and from the outside it, it appeared that your trajectory at least in chicago was on the upswing is that fair Yes, uh, maybe. To a degree. I think I've always made my hay on the road, always uh, sort of the national comic scene more so than the Chicago scene. I'm not much of a networker, party, or a gladhander mm-hmm. uh, person. I'm more of like a, a you know, traveler and just do my thing on stage and can do one or two nights of being a pal. And But I can't, I'm not like the consistent drinker. Uh, that kind of guy uh, that sort of needs to need, that sort of needs to happen to really get booked to some places the the, the clubs and stuff. Sure, in Chicago, but and, which is fine. Hold on, hold on. Let's give you some credit here. Right. You do have a car. <laughs> I do have a car, and <laughs> I, you, that is my credit. Yeah, that is a credit. You're not afraid to drive places that a lot of other comics literally can't get to. So, like. 
you'll yeah. you'll be opening for people that people know and like between Omaha and Chicago. Like you'll play Iowa City or Des Moines where other people will just stay in like wherever the blue and the red line could take them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I uh that that's that's sort of like how I I got so much stage time and how I've sort of, you know, done what I've done is just through touring. Because uh, I, I grew up in punk rock bands, so it's mm-hmm. essentially the same thing. You, you you go on the road and you create a fan base, and you you know, ho- quote unquote, hone your craft as potential that sounds. Uh, but yeah, those those uh, tours and all those roads are really what got me the stage time and sort of that responsibility of making someone's night entertaining. Uh, I think is what made me a better comic. I think what a lot of people don't realize and and I forget this all the time myself is you're not going to get better just talking to your friends exactly yeah that being said that being said hear me out what's wrong with just talking to your friends what's wrong with just staying in Chicago or staying in Omaha and trying to make your little world as big as possible without having to leave your little world does that make sense It, it, it does make sense and I mean and that's sort of what I'm thinking about now is how I can make Omaha better. And what I would just like, what, I, what I'm working on now is to make it more accessible for comics in the, the, the touring comics, for the people coming through. Uh, it, so, so Omaha stops be, uh, sort of, Omaha sort of felt like this, like uh, isolated, you know, uh, province, you know, some isolated Canadian province out in the middle of nowhere. When people head from Chicago to Denver all the time, you need a place to crash, you need a stage to perform at, and uh, just the opportunities there haven't been uh, as as plentiful as they could be. So I'm sort of working on changing that, uh, but also still trying to figure out how I'm going to be a stand-up comic from this city, which is challenging. So I only have good memories of Omaha because maybe the last time I saw you, definitely the last time I saw you in Omaha, was uh, the summer of 2005. It was either like the last week in May or the first weekend in June. It doesn't matter. Because it was part of a comedy festival in Omaha. Yes. And this is where it might get even sadder. I remember speaking with your mother because your mother was kind enough to let me and a bunch of other uh, people stay at her house. The, one of yeah. the nicest women. I remember telling my wife how great your mom was and how kind and generous she was to all of us and how rare that was. And not that other people are mean, but just like most people don't want like 7, 30, or 20-something sleeping in their living room. Like, they, like <laughs> you, you're all of age. You should have hotel money. Like, wh- how? why are you failing in my house? You know what I mean? And your mom <laughs> yeah. was so cool. And I, this sounds real cheesy, but like kind of like a good role model and and showed uh, showed me how to like be a good host and nice and our mutual friend Stephanie has uh was talking up your mother to me before we went there cuz like I not I didn't want to stay at your mom's house because that's weird. I did not want to be a married totally man it. sleeping on an air mattress in a house that I don't pay the mortgage for. I felt like a failure and she's like don't worry about it. She's great and she actually was and that yeah. And that's why I wanted to speak to you. I've been thinking about you because, unfortunately, your mother did pass away. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys know it was coming? Was it out of the blue? How, how did how did you find out? That's a horrible question. But did you know it was coming? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the story in a second before, uh, right after I address uh, staying at her house and why she was so welcoming to that. 
she came from uh, an activist background, an organizer background, whereas essentially people would devote their lives to changing the world in, uh, you know, beneficial ways, at least. That's how we saw it, you know, because there's a lot about, like, nuclear test ban proliferation, voting rights, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so people sleep on her couch is sort of just how her life has been, her, her whole, you know, the whole time. Uh, so she just sort of gets the lifestyle uh, from that. And then also, uh, she looked forward to it every year. She was just like, oh, are, are your friends coming to stay for the festival? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, and she got so excited. It would always do up the house for it and everything. So it was, uh, it was yeah, she really enjoyed it, you know, and also she got to, she, she felt like she's participating in my life, uh, which made her very happy. Uh, but then, uh, unfortunately, this past summer, she went in to have a, uh, uh, a non-cancerous cyst removed from on top of her heart that was growing that would have killed her in like three or four years, I believe, or just, you know, years down the line, she had to get removed. And her body wasn't strong enough to really, um, like, recoup the way it needed to. So... Where it should have been, she should have been out of the hospital within a week or two. She was in the hospital until uh, August, um, you know, just in and out of the ICU because she couldn't really breathe. Uh, and, um, yeah, and then one night she had a heart attack when she got moved to uh, rehab after it was like, it was, it was looking up, it was finally like, okay, she's finally going to get out of the hospital. And I, I texted her that night, and I was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, oh, they're taking the breathing apparatus out. I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. She's like, yeah, I want to go home soon. And then that night she had a heart attack, and uh, she never recovered. She never regained consciousness from that night. And so in uh, the last day of August, she died. Uh, so she was in the hospital from the beginning of June to uh, essentially fall. Mm-hmm. You know, And uh, so we didn't know it was going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of struggles, a lot of, but it was, it seemed like it was really wrapping up. It was really like, okay, she got through this. And it was a rough time for those four, those, you know, those what, three or four months. Uh, but yeah, but you know, it just, it didn't work. <laughs> you know, her, her body couldn't, couldn't take the trauma of, uh, of surgery. Uh, although there's other questions that we need. We're in the process of getting answered. Let's just put it that way. Now, you're an adult man. To my knowledge, your mm-hmm. mother did not have any... She wasn't looking after anyone under the age of 18. Is that correct? That's correct. So, so why go back? Um, just because the house is there, just because you're from there, you don't have to go back. Mm-hmm. Why'd you go back? Uh, w- one, because that whole experience of uh the summer had uh made it uh, apparent how important my family has been to me and how i and i feel like i should be more more active participant in that and with my mother gone uh being a caretaker for so many people um not so much like a guardian but like someone who's there for everyone all the time uh there's a vacuum there that i should fill um, also on the more selfish side is, uh, I'm 37. I'm a stand-up comedian, uh, and not a lot of prospects for retirement plan. Uh, it'd be nice to have 
a, a place to be, mm-hmm. a, a foundation, uh, you know, uh, some sort of like homestead. Like now, now I own a home, right? Yeah. And like that's this is not only an investment, but it's a it's a place for me to be a home base. Like, I would I be able to get a home otherwise? Like, I don't know. That's I mean, that's remains to be seen. But it's it's about time to put some roots down for and have some sort of security. Uh, being thirty seven, um, I mean, I know I know it doesn't bode well for my stand up career. But being a 37-year-old, depending on a stand-up career, uh, is not good or smart. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. Now, uh, yeah, I have a little different perspective on this than you because I'm not living it. I don't think what you have right now is like a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. and No. It's not like, I don't know if you know this, Zach, uh, most people our age, I'm 36, don't have retirement plans, even though we should. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, number one, let's make that clear. Uh, number two, the home your mother set up, the home the, the, and Omaha, the area where this place is, is idyllic. It's not, It's to me, it's like the perfect neighborhood. It's gorgeous. When I tell people Omaha is gorgeous, they don't believe me because they think just, yeah. they think of Nebraska, but it's so, it's literally, unless you want water, unless you want a lake, unless you want a river, unless you want an ocean, it's perfect. It's literally. Yeah, well, we got a river. It's just a bad one. It's not a good river. <laughs> it's not a good river. No, Missouri River is a, not a. I mean, the best thing it did was be a backdrop for Twain novels. So. But other. It's yeah. like there's an outdoor area. Like, and, and people mm-hmm. forget that, like, Warren Buffett is literally in your neighborhood or nearby. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a, I got a, an art house theater just opened up. I mean, like, they remodeled the art house theater two blocks away. Um, you but know, it, bars and and here's another thing. I need. It's not so expensive where it's pricing out people. So there's no such thing as like the gentrification argument that exists in Washington D.C. or Chicago or L.A. or New York because everyone could still afford to live there if they ever could afford to live there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've we, we moved in this neighborhood in 1994, and the house that you stayed in was bought for forty five thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Right. So that's the property tax I pay, and I've already paid the property tax for this year, and it and it like averages out to about a third of what my monthly rent was in uh, Chicago that's for a one bedroom in Irving Park. Now let's get back to Chicago yeah. really quick, so we don't get too heavy here. Uh-huh. You still do stuff sure. in Chicago all of the time. Yeah, well, yeah, um, I've I've been back a couple times. I still have. Uh, like on-screen representation, like ages and stuff, mm-hmm. where I do auditions. That I, I'm working on on that, and I just accepted like some uh, road work around the area. You know, because c- the cool thing about this is like it, it really uh, makes my uh, you know my my financials in terms of the daily uh, just so much easier because oh, yeah. I don't have any rent to pay. I've already paid it. Yeah. You know, and. and like I can, I can afford to be like, you know what? I'm gonna go for a few weeks. I'm gonna go to Chicago, do some, uh, do some shows in Michigan, uh, you know, and just sort of hang out or whatever. Like that's doable, you know. It, it's, it's fine, and it's, uh, it's a really. I mean, it's, it's great, and that's what I was hoping it would happen. 
It's just a matter of I still have that notion that I want to put roots down Mm -hmm. at some point and have like an actual social life and where I live, which has been very difficult to actually happen the past, you know, five years or so. Uh, But so I was I my my idea was like I'm gonna get off the road and then now I'm just like nope I'm gonna go back on the road. This uh, this summer is filthy with tour dates. Do you feel like okay? Let's talk about Olivers right now. Olivers is a bar. Uh in Omaha, I, it's one of the few bars I've been to in Omaha. I adore it. I love it so much. You know, ha- you now have a show at Olivers. Yes, it's Olivers Underground Comedy. Uh, I'm assuming it's just like a good stand-up show that you're curating on a regular basis. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's for touring comics that come through, and uh, hopefully they get a decent amount of money and a, they have a place to sleep at my my house. You know, why just sort of provide that experience that so many people have provided me over the years? So, why do this? Because to me, this sounds like a, a given, but this also seems like a trap. Like you're never going to leave, but maybe you don't want to leave. Maybe this is this is the best way to make the scene you want. Yeah, I, I, I mean, right now the plan is not to leave. Okay, uh, and to sort of uh, create the create the kind of scenes that I see throughout the country that I think Omaha deserves. Okay. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll go to a, a town even smaller than Omaha, say like a Chattanooga, Tennessee or uh Fort Wayne, Indiana or uh, Cincinnati. I mean, I know Cincinnati is larger, but like a Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, and I see the scene that they have, you know, out, out of the major markets. And I, I'm thoroughly impressed by the quality of comics and their ability to really, uh, create welcoming environments and good shows for the touring comics. So I want to do that in this city. How much of your of your life has been inspired by your mom? I know it's a very vague question, but the way you talk about comedy is kind of the way she would think of activism. At least it seems like. Yeah. No, no. I think I think you're totally right. It's community building. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's organizing. Uh, it's just for a different motive. Uh, I've been booking shows uh, since I was 16. I mean, not comedy shows, but mm-hmm. like, you know, punk rock shows and things like that. It's always been very similar for what she she did. And, you know, it, it was always this idea of finding what you like doing and just do it. And that was always her advice to me. And, uh, and you know, so essentially, yeah, I, I'm doing what she did in a different fashion. Um, it, it, it's very similar. And we have very similar, you know, life arcs, it feels like. Um, although I didn't grow up in, well, I did grow up in the country. But, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's very, it is very similar. And I, she, she had a very large part in my life. It's also the idea of being, you know, like uh, subversive and independent of just like sort of going against the grain is something that she always, you know, sort of bred into me. Do you want to have children? I don't know. Okay. I, like, like right now I sort of avoid that question uh, for myself because it's not really up to me. You know what I mean? I got to find someone else that wants that to happen. Not necessarily. What, no, not necessarily. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, you're probably right. But I, but but I mean like that's that's the ideal situation which I see myself in. Okay. If for it to happen, I would want someone to, uh, you know, 
to be a partner with me and to create a household. Okay. Um, are you? If it makes you feel uncomfortable, I apologize, and I could cut this. But are you seeing anyone right now? No, I, I, I re, the move back to Omaha, I recently had to break off a relationship that was very good. And that's a, a very big bummer. So. Is is this person in Chicago or L.A.? Chicago, but but uh, from the sounds of it, soon to be L.A. Okay, so that person is, in theory, also following their dreams and, in theory, going to succeed in L.A. Yes, and, and she has uh, a lot of really cool projects that were getting a lot of attention from the right people. And that's great, so right? So it, it seems... Yeah, it, it seems like a, a you know uh, like a slam dunk for her, uh, and you know I would never ever try to give anyone pause uh, from pursuing that. You know, yes. So it's it's a bummer and it's painful, but you know it's what sort of had to happen. Did you consider doing the long term thing? Because now that you know where you're going to be, it might be a little different. Um. Yeah. I well, I tried. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, tough. I tried to figure out like how we could do that. We both did together, but uh, it, it became. But we'd never reach a consensus on how that could happen. Yeah. When do you think you'll feel like you're back? That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, because of this past like six months um, with you know m- my mom passing and uh, just sort of uprooting my entire life and you know breaking off all these connections. Like, I don't know if I'll ever feel normal again or like I once did. Um, this is a completely blank slate, a new page. And, I mean, it's the winds of change are blowing. I'm, I'm cha- everything's changing. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel now. You don't, like, I don't, everything's changing so much. There is no basis for normalcy. And I sort of have to create a new normal, and I don't know what that's going to feel like or look like. Is that exciting or fearful or both? Fucking both, man. Like, I mean, it's scary as hell, but there's a lot of possibility. What are your thoughts on therapy? Um, I did it for years after my marriage. Uh, it's great. It was wonderful. Uh <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing was, I was canceling therapy appointments because of how good I was feeling up until the summer, until my mom went to surgery. Yeah. And then resumed, and, you know, like, I was in a really good place uh, for, uh, uh, you know, about four or five months, which was, you know, which was uh, through a lot of hard work and a lot of, like, you know, self-examination, um, you know, in Los Angeles and spent all that time alone and sort of gain away from stand-up and living a more normal life, you know, and I, I really, like, grew, but now I'm, like, just dealing with a whole new bag of tricks, which is, you know, just what life will throw at you, but it sucks, but oh well, you know, gotta deal with it. What's the most unexpected thing that's happened since you've moved back? Um, huh. Now, I don't think anything surprised me yet. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it's nothing has really stood out in that way. Like I, I, I don't really miss like living in Chicago. Maybe that. Like so far, I don't really miss. Like I miss people. I, I miss relationships, but I don't miss uh, 
the city of Chicago. I'm really comfortable here. And that was sort of surprising. I thought I'd miss the hustle a little bit more. What do you wish Chicago had, has, or no, sorry, what do you wish Chicago had that Omaha does have? Peace and quiet. <laughs> uh, convenience. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. When you say yeah. convenience, what do you mean? I can park at stores. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, there's parking spaces. I don't have to pay a lot of money. I can get across town in 15 minutes. Um, you know, like I can do all my errands in an afternoon. It's not like one errand takes two hours. It doesn't take me two hours to change my oil. You know, it takes me half an hour. Or I can just drive it to the place down the street that I've been going since I was, uh, you know, since I got my first car and just walk home. And I walk back when, when they're ready for me. You've never sounded more small town than you do right now. Yeah. Well, it's true. I mean, Buchanan's on 50th and, Chicago, uh, 50th and Dodge, uh, they're a trustworthy garage. Uh, I, I mean, like, I have all this history here and that, that foundation that makes it very easy to live. Because when I moved to Chicago, I moved to Los Angeles, all these things I had to pick up along the way. I had to learn where to take my car, to learn where to get my hair cut. Here, it's already, I already know that stuff. It's very simple. All the arithmetic of daily life is done for me. How are your siblings holding up? Uh, they're good. I mean, we're doing the best we can. Um, this experience has really, you know, gotten us a lot closer. And uh, I, I think, you know, and that's important to me. Uh, we're all doing the best we can, and we're all raised with the ability to communicate our emotions well. And I think we're doing, we're doing it. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's okay to be fucked up. It's okay to, uh, feel shitty. It's okay to that. It's okay to, uh, not be okay for a while. And, you know, we're going through it and we're all doing it in a healthy way. It's not something you ever get over, but it's something that you learn to accept. And that's what we're doing. You're saying all the right things, man. It's I'm not like happy for you, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, it fucking sucks. Like when I went when I went back to therapy after my mom passed, I hardly could talk about it, and I did uh, talk about it. And then my therapist was like, "Why are you talking about?" It's like, "Well, I know how I feel. There's nothing to sort out here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's nothing to figure out. Like, like how do I feel about my mom dying? I I fucking feel terrible about it. You know, and I think that's the long and short about it." Because it's it's not going to change. I'm going to feel bad about it forever, and no truth, no no like you know, n- no idea can make me change that. that. And that's the right way to feel. So there's not a lot to not, not a lot to fucking figure out in that end. Once again, Zach Peterson can be found at ZachPetersonComedy.com. My name is Brandon Weatherby. You can find me on Twitter at SontonYMTE and find out more about me and my other shows at YouMeThemEverybody.com. Our art is by Dmitry Samarov and our music is by Daniel Knox. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful night. If you should leave me, when will you leave me? How will you leave me? God help you. If you should leave me now, I'll hunt the places that you've been sleeping.